welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. and welcome back to the show. I am really excited to have my guest with us today. She is an intuitive healer, a mindset coach, and she has this goal of spreading love and light and healing to all those who need it. Her mission is to help others who are struggling to see their worth, feel their power, and use their magic. Isn't that beautiful? I want to repeat that. See their worth, feel their power, and use their magic. You know, she has been through a lot in her life, and she wasn't always the person that she is today. She had spent over a decade battling with mental illness and feeling really hopeless and sadly accepting that false notion that life is suffering and that she just wasn't one of those people who was meant to be happy. And then everything changed for her. The universe intervened and her life was never the same. Ladies and gentlemen, Brittany Ann. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, it is just my pleasure to have you here. You definitely speak my language, having overcome a few of those things myself. And and when I say overcome, I want to say I always kind of keep an eye out for them still, not Mm -hmm. affirming them into my life, but just being aware how easily depression or anxiety can sneak back in. Can you relate to that? Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's one of those things where I try to look at it as a part of myself still, even now when I'm not feeling it. And it's a part of myself that I work to nurture in a way that means I don't have to suffer with it anymore. Work to nurture. Oh, that's that's a really great way of phrasing it. We don't want to be worrying about it or claiming it. I find that so many people do that with no matter what it is. Uh, let's just say a cold. Oh, I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I feel like when we're claiming it, we're pretty much drawing it to us instead of, you know, really believing in every cell of your body working together for your best health. Mm-hmm. It sounds it's like, so um, yes. And now I know that you hit a mental health rock bottom that began to change everything for you. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I spent the greater part of my life feeling depressed, anxious, hating myself, and it kind of all came to a head. And I had finally given in and decided to seek therapy. I'd been in it for a year. It wasn't helping at all. (laughs) I was having nightly panic attacks that were lasting up to two or three hours. I was barely sleeping. I was barely eating. I just was not functioning. I was self-harming on top of other self-destructive behaviors. And I kind of just gave up at that point, but not in the I'm done trying to live my life way. I gave up in the, I clearly don't have control over this and need help way. Mm -hmm. And that was when I kind of just put it out into the universe. Like I need something to intervene because nothing I'm doing is working and I don't want to live like this anymore. And that's 
exactly what I got. (laughs) That is a lot of wisdom packed into a mind that is already dealing with depression and dealing with anxiety. I find so often when we're in those low places, it is really hard to reach for those thoughts of hope and the thoughts of changing our life. So can you kind of share with our listeners how it is that you did that, that you, I'm sure it was, you know, one step at a time, but what Mm -hmm. kind of tools helped you to come out of the darkness? I think for me, the very first step was accepting that I wasn't doomed to live this way. So what happened, and this was what I consider my rock bottom is after a year of therapy not working, my therapist convinced me to try medication, which I was very against. I tried it and for about three weeks, I felt the best I've ever felt. And then it all crashed down and got way worse. I was, yeah, a lot worse than I've ever been. And I quit the medication immediately and I felt better. But what it taught me was that I was capable of being happy. I was capable of relaxing and I was capable of letting go of these obsessive thoughts of the self-hatred. So while the medication was definitely not for me, it let me see that it was possible for me. Oh my goodness. What a miracle that is, you know? (laughs) Um, Yes. I can, I can relate to what you're saying. And when, you know, when you talk about those obsessive thoughts of self-hatred, mm-hmm. those are hard to turn around. And one thing that I use to turn them around is affirmations. You know, I mm-hmm. am statements, really just repeating that over and over, even when I didn't believe it. Yeah, I am happy. I am deserving of love. Did, did you do some of those things as well? That's actually a funny story because I probably took them a little too far, but (laughs) I, uh, I got about like a hundred different post-it notes of all different colors and I would write down my affirmations and I post them all over my room on every door frame. I post them in the bathroom mirror. When I opened the fridge, there were affirmations in there and God bless my family for being totally cool with my crazy at the time, but it worked because every time I would walk through that door frame where the affirmation was, it was a requirement that I would repeat it to myself a couple times. And it really helped me stay consistent with it. And, you know, that is just the key that staying consistent. Uh, Mm -hmm. So often I find that we you know, we have this little checklist that we have to do to protect our mental health. You know, we do affirmations, maybe we do some positive reading, or we write something in our gratitude journal and so on. But what you're saying, carried it out throughout the day, mm-hmm. that's key. Because those negative messages, they want to chatter in between your ears all day. But the oh, fact yes. that you were able to find a method that worked for you to be able to repeat them throughout the day and throughout the day. Amazing job. Amazing job. I love (laughs) affirmations. I've got them all over my desk right now. I'm glad that no one can see what it actually looks like where I, where I podcast from. (laughs) So we share that in common. Yes. (laughs) Now what about books or favorite authors or favorite YouTube channels, anything like that, that was really influential in helping you Become the woman that you are today, this woman who, you know, empowers other women and helps to pull them out of their struggles and to see their worth and 
really focusing in on those people who do have anxiety or depression or they don't feel like they're enough, you know, now you're able to help Mm -hmm. those women. So what were the influences that helped you to get there? It's hard to pick out just a couple. I could go on for hours. I must have read probably a conservative estimate would be like 150, 200 books just in the one year period that I totally committed to changing everything. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of books and I really like workbooks. And I'm also a take what resonates and leave the rest person. So there are, I love that. (laughs) There's so many books where I would read the whole book and about a page is what I kept, but that page was like worth a million dollars to me. Mm -hmm. It was the best page, you know, and the other 500 pages, not my thing. <laughs> you know, but. it's uh, that's such wisdom. I, I want to talk about that for a minute and then we'll get back to it. So, mm-hmm. and, and to the listeners, let this be a great example to you, how she has transformed her life. I think sometimes we get caught up on words and, you know, we'll be reading something. And I know for some people, maybe it'll mention God or spirituality too much, and then they'll be turned off and they won't take the blessing out of that book, the part that was meant for them. Or for some people, it's the opposite. You know, maybe it doesn't mention God enough and mentions the universe too much. And so then they're turned off by that. But just, you know, take what resonates with you and leave the rest. It's not for you. And uh, I I believe that is how you really transformed your life. You know, 150 to 200 books in that period of a year, you absolutely reprogrammed your thinking. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. (laughs) Yes, it's hard work, but it was enjoyable. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's an expression that Louise Hay used about her work, and that is, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, doing the work is such an important piece of that. It really is. Yes, absolutely. Now, I was uh, looking on your website, which is a really cool name, by the way. So the website for the listeners is todaywillbedifferent.com. Just think about that. Todaywillbedifferent.com. Besides that being a website name, think about applying that to your life. If you're waking up and you're thinking, you know, oh, yesterday things didn't go great or it's been a rough couple of weeks. And I know a lot of people talk about it being a a rough year and just knowing today will be different. Today will Mm -hmm. be different. And changing that mindset. So you then became a coach. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So this is actually newer. So essentially I was teaching and I love teaching, but I found that where my passion was, was in helping. So I was helping my students, but we also obviously had curriculum we had to go through. So it wasn't our main focus. And the universe kind of just lined things up perfectly for me. And I realized my passion was still being in that mentor role, but doing it from a different angle focusing on the person rather than whatever material we could be talking about. So my first step was working on different courses that I could teach online on mental health, on spirituality, all the stuff I love. And then it kind of evolved after that initial idea. And I realized coaching people one-on-one, helping other people is 
what I was meant to do. Beautiful. So you found that to be as there's a Gay Hendricks book called The Big Leap. And he talks about working in your zone of genius. And I know when I'm working in my zone of genius, like my heart just is overflowing. So so are you feeling that way about this one-on-one coaching? Definitely. And like I said, it is something new, but even in the short time I've been doing it, I've had so many times where it's one of my first client calls and I'm kind of anxious about it. And then I get on and it's like the words flow and I get this beautiful feedback and I know that I'm helping people and I'm just 100% confident it's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be. Well, I love your enthusiasm and I know (laughs) how excited you are to help others. And uh, they can contact you at Brittany, that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at todaywillbedifferent.com. So Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at todaywillbedifferent.com. So I know some of the things that you incorporate into your daily practice and into helping others is things like meditation and healing and mindfulness. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us more about what that would look like? Yeah. So meditation was one of the biggest hurdles for me when I first started off on this journey. And I'd argue it was probably my game changer, which Mm -hmm. is why I'm so big on it now. But a lot of people assume meditation is sitting cross-legged, saying OM for an hour, and that's not what it looks like for me. And if that was what it looked like, I don't think I would like it so much. (laughs) I'm smiling from ear to ear because I say this all the time. I I, I have so much respect for people who can do that, but it is just not in my DNA. (laughs) Same. I can't, can't do it. (laughs) So what do you do? I like to start people off. So most of the clients I seem to attract are people who are just like me. So they're overthinkers, they're worriers, they can't kind of just sit in quiet in their brain. They have to constantly be chattering up there. And so I try to start with very short meditation. So five minutes maximum is going to be our cutoff. And I always have music. I always bring in smells, essential oils, because I think it helps concentrate Mm -hmm. and take you to that special place. And then I like to do kind of similar to ACT, which is acceptance commitment therapy. But we look at any type of thought that comes in and kind of just put it in a bubble and say, oh, hey, I see you. I'm going to get to you later. Okay, be right back. And then when another thought pops up, we do the same thing. And we're just like, okay, I see you. Like, I'll be back for you. And this was the most mind-blowing thing for me when I first learned it. And it seems so simple to just accept that you're an overthinker or accept that you're going to have anxious thoughts. But nobody ever told me I could do that before. <laughs> you know, I just love it. I love it rather than the the idea of suppressing that thought or pushing it down mm-hmm. or judging yourself saying, I shouldn't be thinking right now. Go away, thought, go away. Right. But just to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to stick you on the shelf, but I'll be right back. Yes. Love it. It totally yes. changed my life and it stopped my panic attacks. I did not have any panic attacks after learning how to do that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like I that said earlier, so huge. <laughs> I'd been having them every single night and they disappeared. So can you tell me what it's like when you're laying in bed and all of a sudden you're thinking about 
the 10 things that, that disturb you during the day. How do you go from laying in bed and that, that real running, you know, in your head being like, oh, I hope so-and-so made it home safe. And oh, I forgot to buy this today. And tomorrow I have to do that, but I'm not sure what I'm going to wear. And, you know, all of those things that just, you know, all of the small things that come together and become big things and create this, Mm -hmm. this feeling of anxiousness and the panic attack. How do you stop that? My first step to any of those thoughts is to try and cut them off before they become anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I do that by saying, so what? And sometimes I say it a little meaner, but let's say in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to buy this at the store. I'm like, so what? I can go tomorrow. Do we really need it that much? Oh my God. I said this embarrassing thing in front of this person. So what? They probably forgot. Nobody cares. And (laughs) (laughs) by writing it off, like at first it seems mean because you're writing yourself off, but you're not. You're writing off these obsessive thoughts that when you really think about it, it is a so what. Can you imagine if your best friend came to you and was so upset because they forgot to buy milk at the store? Be like, who cares? Just go get another one. Not a big deal. Oh my gosh, that's such a great example. (laughs) You got to say it to yourself too. You have to be your own best friend and say, who cares? Not a big deal. I cannot tell you how much I'm smiling listening to this. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's so simple, but it is just something that, you know, I know for me, um, I've not been practicing. And so this, these tips are going to be super helpful for me. So I thank you for that. And I'm very excited for the listeners as well, because they are things that we can apply today, right now. We don't have to wait to begin. We can just start right now with this. So to the listeners, I encourage you when, you know, you're driving home from work and you think, oh my God, I can't believe I said that today. Just, <laughs> just apply Brittany's principle and be like, well, so what? <laughs> <You Yep. know? laughs> it I works. Ab- I absolutely love it. And you know, it's not being indifferent. It's really just about self-acceptance and be like, yeah, that exactly. happened. Exactly. It's okay. Exactly. You're not writing yourself off. You're just saying, I'm not going to freak out over this because at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Now, do you do your coaching all in person or do you co- do coaching online as well using webinars? Or, or Mostly it- online. Mostly online. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, people can get a hold of you at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at todaywillbedifferent.com. Uh, and uh, do you do um, a consultation prior to them becoming a client? How do you do that? Yes. Yes. I have a free 20, 25 minute consultation where what kind of go over what you want, what you're looking for, what your goals are, and make sure that it's a good fit for both people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I know I've only been talking to you for about 20 minutes now. And if I were a prospective client, I would know this is this is the, the coach for me <laughs> because what you've said has resonated so much with me. So I know that there will be listeners that feel the same way. And I love that you have gone into this niche of uh, helping people see their worth and helping them with their depression and with their anxiety. And we're not saying don't go to doctors or don't do this or don't do that. We're just saying, let us be part of your team, right? Um, yes, let us exactly. be part of your healthcare team. And and I have several clients who are, 
are dealing with depression. And I think that it is important that that they can talk to in terms of a therapist and it's important that they have a doctor, Mm -hmm. but it's also important that they have a coach, that they have that someone that is cheering them on, that is talking to them on a peer-to-peer level, not as a position of someone in authority and just really guiding them through the process of how to love themselves Mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter what's going on. Yeah, for sure. And that sounds like what you do. Exactly what I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. That's great. Now, and where do you live? Where are you located? I actually just left New York. I'm in Ohio now. Wonderful. So in the U.S. And uh, yes, it is. uh, This show is based out of Canada and we have people from all over the world. So it's I always like to ask, where are you from? And uh, (laughs) I noticed that you have on your website also that you do some Reiki and some work mm-hmm. with crystals and Oracle cards and angels. Now, are you able to do that on your online coaching yep. or is that more in person? Yes, you are. Okay. Yep. I do all that remotely too. Okay. So can you kind of give us an example of what that would look like for the client? Yeah. So remote Reiki session, we would set a time so that we're both still there, even if we're not physically there together. And while the client is relaxing, I'll be over here doing the Reiki. And it's pretty amazing because you don't expect to be able to feel it when Again, there's so much distance between us, but I had a client who lives about a 30-hour drive from me, and she texted me the moment I was working on her chest. She's like, oh my gosh, my chest is so warm right now. Are you doing that? I'm like, I can't Mm -hmm. answer this right now. I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you really do feel it. And then with angel cards and things like that, I do readings over the phone. So it would be a call, just like a coaching call, only we would be looking at the cards, intuition, those things instead of the coaching stuff. Beautiful. I know how effective all of those things are as tools in your tool belt as a coach and especially one as passionate as you as helping people to overcome things that uh, are involved with mental health. And I love that we're calling it mental health now and not mental illness. Um, yes. And really, <laughs> yes. And really taking some of that stigma away and, and knowing it's okay to talk about it because chances are the person you're talking to has been going through it as well. And, yeah. you know, it's something that's so relatable and you are someone that is so relatable. And uh, I want the listeners to know that when you work with someone like Brittany, who's had firsthand experience, uh, you can tell just by this podcast what she has shared with us is what makes her a great coach. She has walked into the fire and come out the other side and will help you to do the same. And I just love sharing these stories of people who have overcome adversity and turned it around and then is using it as something to help others. That is what I am most passionate about. So I do appreciate you being on our show today. Uh, Brittany, thank you very much for that. Thank you. I'm so happy I was able to come here. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny because I usually like to start the podcast with a quote. Today, I was so excited to get interviewing with you. I did not do that. So I'm going to end the podcast with a quote. How do you like that? So this one here is from Louise Hay. And it says, I deserve to feel good. 
So whatever you're doing right now, if you can take a minute and just kind of slow down and listen to these words, I deserve to feel good. Life is very simple. We create our experiences by our patterns of thought and feeling. What we believe about ourselves and about life becomes true for us. Thoughts are only words strung together. They have no meaning whatsoever. It is we who give meaning to them. We give meaning to them by focusing on the negative messages over and over in our minds. What we do with our feelings is very important. Are we going to act them out? Will we punish others? Sadness, loneliness, guilt, anger, and fear are all normal emotions. But when these feelings take over and become predominant, life can be an emotional battlefield. Through mirror work, self-love, and positive affirmations, you can nourish yourself and relieve any of the anxiety you may be feeling at the moment. Do you believe you deserve peace and serenity in your emotional life? Let's affirm, I release the pattern in my consciousness that is creating resistance to my good. I deserve to feel good. And so it is. Isn't that just the most appropriate thing considering what we've talked about today? And to you, Brittany, and to the listeners, I thank you for being here. And uh, we know that everything we do is working out for our highest good, helping us to feel better, to raise our personal vibration, and to live our best lives. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.